Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 76 of Sorry We're Closed. And I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter. For those of you that celebrate Easter, uh, whoever, if you had to give up something for Lent, you don't have to do that anymore. You're back to normal with that. Uh, I, I think I gave chips, but I caved because uh, my parents got me chips for my birthday because I absolutely adore chips. I'm a big salt guy, not a sweet tooth, big salt guy. Anyway, I move on. I digress. Today... As we've approached baseball season, baseball season is upon us. The Red Sox are 0-2. It's uh, kind of a shit show of a season so far, even though it's only two games in. We got the Nationals um, having a tremendous amount of, I think, COVID cases, and they had to cancel their weekend series with the Mets. Uh, Kind of a shit show. But I figured I'd talk a little bit more baseball, and I would talk to you guys about my pirate days, which I haven't spoken too much about on this podcast, I got asked about it uh, last time I was on the short porch. I think it was the short porch, uh, but uh, they spoke to me about uh, this particular instance. My pirate days were insane. It, we, me and the pirates didn't get along too well, and we battled a lot. There was just a lot of, you know, I was at the point in my career where uh, I didn't mind telling people no if I didn't believe in what they were saying. Uh, my fastball command was deteriorating fast. And my splitter is what got me to the big leagues, and it's it's really the pitch that I thought could get me back. Uh, I might not be that 100-mile-an-hour guy all the time anymore, but I thought that pitch was good enough to keep me in the league and be serviceable in the Major League Baseball and make some money while doing it. But the parts wanted 100 miles an hour. That it was like their thing. Uh, they, that's why they had me. The only, the only thing they were interested in was the 100 mile an hour fastball. Uh, I did not know that, but that's, you know, that was their motto. So we butted heads a lot. I'll start off with the spring training. There's a spring training story that I know Jameson Tyon, uh, you know, spoke about on the short porch when he was on there. When I was in Pittsburgh, when, what happens is, they were very analytical. They were very, um, they had a lot of equipment, things things that not every team was doing. These things called like an Omega Wave. The Omega Wave, they, they like put on a bunch of stuff on your chest and all these other things. And then it essentially tells you how ready you are to work out or to, you know, do any type of physical activity that day. Are you, have you recovered from the day previous? So on and so forth. And they do a lot of these things. The problem is a lot of baseball players, uh, particularly guys from, at least from Boris Corp, because Scott is so uh, against a lot of this stuff, don't like to do it because we feel like we're feeding the team information that could be used against us later in arbitration and so on and so forth. So it was optional if we wanted to do it. I had chose not to do it. Like it wasn't really the thing I wanted to do, but you get a little bit more pressure as a younger guy. You know, you're not allowed to give pressure, but they, they, they try to give you a little bit more pressure as a younger guy because they, you only really haven't earned your stripes yet in order to um, say no to these things. I still said no. I was just, you know, I was just listening to my agent. My agent is is there. I have I have paid him to look out for me. I have one of the best, probably the best baseball agent, at least probably sports agent in history of all of sports, telling me to not do this. All right, I'll listen to you. I think that's probably a sound decision to listen to Scott Boris. So I didn't. Um, so one day, a guy by the name of AJ Shugel, I became close with him in spring training. Me and him. We went into the uh, weight room uh, uh, some morning, and they had asked me to do it. And I had just said 
no, and Shugel had also said no, and the guy started like the strength coach, who was a very nice guy. I don't remember his name, but he was a very nice guy. But he just kept pushing and, and insisting that we do it. And I got like so flustered at one point that I kind of just left. Like not, it was never like an aggressive, like me and him were you know fighting about it. But it was it was kind of aggressive, and he just wouldn't let it go. He wouldn't drop it. And I got so uncomfortable and so shug that we left the weight room for that for that day. Like we just kind of stayed away because it was uncomfortable to be there. So we're doing that. The day goes on. We're, what have you? Suge tells some people that this happened. That kind of is like a funny story, right? Nothing crazy. Not like something that you know was insane, but like it was really uncomfortable. And you know we got through it. We moved on, right? So moving forward, we then uh, well, let's say the day's done, right? We you know most of these days in spring training, especially in the beginning, the games weren't being played yet, so they end early, so on and so forth. So usually I go home. I'll probably get Chick-fil-A or something, uh, and then I will, at that time, uh, go and take a nap because I usually over-order on Chick-fil-A. You know, my usual orders, two chicken sandwiches, two fries, the whole bit. I'm going to eat about 4,000 calories in that one meal of Chick-fil-A. So I usually take a nap after. I use in so much food. I go into a food coma, and I usually take a nap. Plus, we're waking up at like 5 in the morning on those days. So like the whole system is thrown off. So it's, it's a whole thing. I wake up to my phone ringing and it's a number I didn't recognize, but it was from Southern California and kind of in the area of the Newport beach area, uh, which is where my agent is. You know, that's where my agent's headquarters are. You know, Scott's, uh, Boris Corp is in headquartered in, uh, um, where is it? Newport beach. So I was like, I'll pick it up. Uh, you know, just in case, you know, it's someone from there calling me, asking me, or having questions or it might've been a lot of times the Boris Corp guys will be in town and they'll take you out to dinner even though they're not necessarily your rep within Boris Corp. So I was like, I'll answer. So I answered, and this guy on the other phone goes, hey, hey, Pat. And I was like, hey. I was like, who's this? And he's like, it's uh, Garrett. And I was just like, Garrett? I was like, Cole? And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, what's what's up, man? Completely thrown off that Garrett Cole is calling me right now. Don't know why. I've been introduced to him. I've spoken to him a couple of times, but we're not by any means friends. Uh, we're just, you know, we're teammates at this time. You know, it's a big teammate because it's the, you know, all the 40-man rosters there, but we're teammates at this time. That's really all we are, and I haven't really got to know him yet, let alone give him my number, exchange, exchange any type of information with each other. So I'm thrown off. He goes, Pat, did this today i talked to suge and he spoke to me a little bit about what had gone on in the in the weight room this morning did this happen and so i just kind of walked him through the story about how i was like uncomfortable like i didn't want to cause problems but i was uncomfortable it was a little weird that this guy was kind of pushing me to do it and and suge uh so i was like i don't know i don't really know what to tell you like but like i just i don't know it felt weird and but I was like, I was adamant that I didn't want to cause problems. I definitely, especially as the new guy, just been just got traded over to the Pirates. I didn't want to be already ruffling feathers within the organization when I have almost virtually no big league time. I had some at this time at this point, but I had virtually no big league time. Like, I had nothing to say. So Garrett, being the way Garrett is, though, he was not having that. He said it was bullshit that these people uh, that these people even attempted to pressure me into doing anything. Uh, They're taking advantage of a younger guy, so on and so forth. Said adamantly that I was I was not wrong um, to feel like it was weird. I was definitely in the right here, and it was going to be handled. So then I get a call from Boris Corp, 
And now they're, because they heard from Garrett. And so now they're concerned what's going on. And I was like, okay, well, uh, and again, tell them the story. Like, okay, we're going to handle this. I am now panicking. I call Shug. I'm like, dude, what is happening? Who did you tell? What's going on? Like insane shit going on right now. And it all started with me. And I am now, I'm ready to be released because I'm like, I, I'm a nobody on this team. I just got here. And all of a sudden now, you know, Derek is making waves within the organization on, on my behalf. Very uncomfortable to have that happen. On top of it, we get into camp the next day and we have a meeting. Team meeting. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. I wonder what this meeting could be about. And all of a sudden, starts like people start, you know, <laughs> start talking, and I start finding out that it's about me and what had gone on with the strength staff. He then tells Garrett, the word gets the guy named Jared Hughes, who you might know on, on baseball tour, you might, or any type of social media, you might know him as the guy who sprints out of the bullpen. Uh, really funny guy, really nice guy. He just retired. Uh, tremendous human being, but yeah, he sprints out of the bullpen. He's a wiry type, type guy. It gets to him. He goes berserk. I can't believe this bullshit like going off before the meeting goes around. There's like bulletin boards in the Pirates Clubhouse down spring training in Braden and goes to the bulletin boards and anything having to do with the strength staff, he just is ripping down. Like just absolutely wreaking havoc within the within the clubhouse. He comes down and now the meeting is has is coming together. Now the 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 baseball staff is not in there, it's just the athletic trainers and the strength staff. And so we get in there and they start talking and it was, it, it, they were trying to bridge the gap as far as, you know, why we didn't feel comfortable and so on and so forth. Like, and we would, honestly, what I was trying to do was just trying to express my own points about, I ended up start talking because you know me, I'm, you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. So I ended up talking and being like, well, you know, like you guys are telling me you're not sharing this information, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're not sharing this information. Like, how am I supposed to believe that? And like trying to express our viewpoints about why we think this is this might be a problem and how much information they were gathering on us. But the meeting went on for like an hour and a half. And Garrett says his his piece. Jared Hughes steps in. Uh, you know, there's all the veteran guys on the team besides McCutcheon. Cutches was is was a pretty quiet guy. Uh, he didn't really say anything. But it was just one thing after the other. And I was so uncomfortable the entire meeting. I did say some things because I, the meeting was about me. I had to say something. But the meeting was about me. So I had to say a few things. Eventually, the, the, the meeting kind of directed towards how I felt. And so I had to give my opinion on that. So you know, and it just went on for an on and on. But I'm sitting there and it is the, probably the most uncomfortable situation you can be in as a young guy, a young player, a guy who has very little big league time. You're brand new to the organization. And although Garrett was doing a great job of, you know, as far as as an older guy, he was like the team uh, liaison for the, the players, uh, players association who also got involved in this. Um, so it, he did a great he did what his job was supposed to do. Be the veteran that looks out for the younger guys who can't really say anything. He, so he did his job. But from that point on, me and the Pirates never got along. And then on top of it, fast forward now, uh, we're into the season now. So I'm in, I'm in Indi Indianapolis in AAA, and we get to, uh, I forget where we were. Well, we were in, oh, God, Columbus. And I had asked one of the computer guys to could they compile some stats 
on my splitter and fastball differentials and what was what was better what was not better and i think i don't know if i've told this story on this podcast or other i all the podcasts kind of blend together but essentially the splitter was like people were batting like 083 off it and my fastball people batting like 320 off it so it was so different i was like i'm gonna start throwing my splitter like 90 percent of the time like, why would I throw the pitch? I throw my fastball the most. Why would I throw that the most if it's it's the only thing that's getting hit? So I was like, I'm definitely going to throw my splitter, like, all the time. Pirates hated it. Absolutely. First time I went out there and pitched, I struck out three guys. Like, but the Pirates absolutely hated the idea. And eventually, we we ended up parting ways. It was, like, it was about two or three weeks into doing what we called Splitty Nash. And then sure um, did combi nage because he his his changeup was insane. So about two or three weeks into it, something had happened where they needed to clear a forty man spot. Oh, they were bring up um, they were bringing up Santana. I think yeah, Santana, a really nice guy, had a lot of talent. I don't know if he's I think he's still playing with the Pirates, but uh, they're bringing him up. And they need to make room for him on the forty man. And I knew everyone on the bus knew it was me. So they end up DFAing me and sending me on my way to Seattle. Uh, but it was the Pirates, those those four months that I was with them, February, March, April, May, June, five months that I was with them was so like tumultuous and heated at times uh, that it just never was going to work out. And I don't speak very highly of the Pirates. There's some really good people in that organization. There are some people that think they know the game of baseball that really don't know the game of baseball. Uh, and I think that's why uh, they have been so bad for so long because they just don't know what they're doing. Um, if anyone had any sense about them at the Pirates, first off, throwing 100 miles an hour is not the, the end-all be-all. Yeah, it's nice to have in the tool chest. But if anyone had any sense about them in that Pirates organization, they would have seen that I had I had, I had, had struggling command and then on top of it i had a great splitter it didn't make any sense why they forced me into throwing a fastball and then just traded me off because they didn't like the way i was doing it and again i think there's there's that 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 organization is always as in my time was so was struggling um struggling to do anything uh, and it's because they, they treat everything. They treat these guys like they're in said military camp. It, it was from top to bottom. It was bad. Uh, I liked the, the Ray Searage, the pitching coach, Clint Hurdle. I liked they, so the big league guys were pretty cool, uh, but it's just the, the minor league organization. They were not breeding great baseball players because they were, it was a terribly run organization. So I digress. They called it the pirate way, by the way, and absolutely ridiculous. And I remember my one of my uh, my agents uh, said that uh, his 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 joke was what, what would the pirate way finishing last in the central every year? A uh, guy they haven't been to playoffs in, in ten years. Uh, but again, I digress. I won't I won't show on the pirates anymore any more than I have to. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your the first you know the first weekend of baseball. I know if you're a Mets or a Nationals fan, I'm sure you were a little upset, but. At least you're not the Red Sox. 0-2 against the Orioles right now. I'm recording this on Saturday. Who knows what they'll do tomorrow. But 0-2 against the Orioles right now. And it's just I the, the first you know, opening day game with me, this guy Means, lefty from, from Baltimore. Absolutely diced. Ran into a buzzsaw there. That's okay. But the second game, you know, it's Matt Harvey pitching. We need, we need to be able to win those games um, against bad teams like the Orioles. I think the Orioles are better than people think they are. But they still, we need, we need to be winning those ball games. And if we're going to have any chance at a wild card spot this year. So... Hopefully they, they it's just you know first couple game jitters and we're moving moving through it and we'll get to a better place where we're more consistent throughout the year. But we'll see. 
Guys, hope you had a great Easter. Have a great great weekend. Hope you have a great week. Uh, and until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. So, all right, we're closed.